I'm Indiana University tourism professor Evan Jordan, and this is the Trip Doctor Podcast. With the incredible popularity of online travel booking websites like Expedia, Airbnb, and Kayak, you'd be justified in thinking that travel agents are a thing of the past. While the traditional travel agent who simply books your tickets for you has essentially disappeared, many have changed gears to provide products or services that go above and beyond what you could get if you booked a trip by yourself. From credit at the spa to upgraded rooms or seats to private wine tastings in some of the most exclusive cellars in the world, travel advisors are creating customized itineraries that fit you and your travel party like a glove. My guest today is Caitlin Hoffman, owner and operator of Wandering Ico and Travel Advisor. She's been creating specialized itineraries for her clients over the last several years and is here to shed light on how travel advisors can bring you experiences and value above and beyond what you'd normally expect on a trip that you book yourself. For her, the process all starts with getting to know you as a traveler. Like you could plan a trip to Paris, let's say, for five different people, clients and have five completely different itineraries. So it really is understanding like on a personal level who this traveler is. And I mean, I can't start a trip without having that call or that initial interaction with them. This is a different focus for me. I'm used to interviewing uh, people in the academic world, but you are a travel advisor. And I think one of the things that people have a lot of misunderstandings about these days is what a travel advisor does, because I think people tend to think back of travel agents as they were in like the 50s and 60s. And that still does exist, but it's, it's, morphed into something very different so can you give us kind of an overview about what you do and how it's different from a travel agent of of the olden days yeah and i kind of before i started in this industry had a similar perspective i guess um i really starting out with an avid traveler uh and did a ton of research and really just made insanely detailed itineraries Uh, for all of my trips and would kind of be a resource to friends and family when they were going places and more and more started realizing, wait a minute, this is a profession that I can (laughs) make money at. So about two years ago, my husband and I traveled the country full time for a year. And in that time, I really started doing more research about really what goes into being a travel advisor um, and then kind of Uh, on the ground research as I was traveling, doing site visits at hotels, meeting people in the industry, really kind of getting as educated on everything as I could. And last year I started my own agency. So, I mean, travel advisors are kind of a new wave of travel agents. Travel agents traditionally were ticketing airlines, 
booking hotels and uh, securing transfers. Travel advisors now function more as a comprehensive planner of your trip. So I use like resources, partnerships, and my expertise to create a custom trip for clients that add value to their travel plans. My clients and travelers uh, before they leave have like a comprehensive itinerary and access to me for concierge services while they're traveling. I mean, there was a huge shift in the industry, I think also when Expedia kind of came out where people had way more access and were almost more empowered to really do the research or go wherever they could and make sure it worked for their budget. I think that was amazing because now, I mean, there's so many people traveling and have this passion for travel, but because of that, it did kind of alter the industry a little bit um, as far as what advisors, I mean, how comprehensively planning your trip from start to finish. This is something that has really changed recently because of the internet, but it's not the same everywhere, right? Like, I lived in Belgium for a little while, and in a lot of places in Europe and a lot of places in Asia, travel agents still function traditionally in the same way. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I use local travel agents or local DMC partners who are destination management companies in foreign countries really to do traditional agent tasks for me, such as like ticketing bullet trains in Japan. Uh, booking ferry tickets in Greece and delivering them to my clients' hotels. So there are still needs for traditional, just um, like transactional travel agent tasks. However, there is also now a need or a want for travelers who want more authentic and unique experiences and advisors who love travel, have the expertise, I mean, spend a lot of time um, personally going to destinations and really understanding like the logistics that go into it, meeting with partners, touring properties to make sure that when like our clients go on these trips, we have so much more value to provide and like the inside scoop kind of, I mean, like you want to be on this floor, not this floor, you want to be like on this corner, not that corner, is a lot of little details that you really can like provide to clients to make things more personalized. So those are the kind of clients that I want to continue to work with are people who want that level of like understanding and will seek it out as a service that someone's providing. So it sounds like like your company, Wandering Eye, is more of the top level planning of trips. So you're taking a much bigger picture view of somebody's travel rather than just the functional components of what goes into a trip. And so I'm curious, like, how do you get to know somebody in order to plan a trip for them? Because travel is a very personal thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like people have very specific things that they want and little quirks. And, you know, as somebody who has planned a lot of trips involving my wife and other family, it's really hard to please everybody. How do you do that? Well, yeah, I mean, travel is personal. Everyone has a different style, a different purpose for their trip. Um, So I start out with a call to either, I mean, if they're local, I like to meet in person in Chicago. If not, I do a call with new clients or before every trip to get an idea of, you know, 
where they're looking to go, what time of year, expectations, like what are their little style preferences, who they're traveling with, how that changes the trip, um, their favorite trip they've gone on, uh, favorite type of hotel, do they prefer uh, to be more secluded somewhere or walking distance to everything. Um, so I really kind of do a rundown of just hopefully they'll just like brain dump everything to me kind of also encouraging like no details are too small like the more I know the more it helps me like are you a light sleeper does that mean you should be on a higher floor or maybe on like an interior room or things like that like everything that I can get to know the traveler because yeah I mean as we said every trip is so different and everyone's purpose for their trip is very different like you could plan a trip to Paris let's say for five different people clients and have five completely different itineraries so it really is understanding like on a personal level who this traveler is and I mean I can't start a trip without having that call or that initial interaction with them it sounds a lot like so I I had you take my traveler personality yeah. mm-hmm. quiz and it sounds it. like it sounds like that on steroids um, exactly so, so I'm curious because the the quiz that I came up with is 12 questions and it can't get nearly as deep as all the things you were just talking about but yeah it's kind of based on psychology so I'm curious what did you get when you took the quiz and do you think it was accurate so I got the day tripper and I do think it's true because some of your questions like um do you like to be the first person to experience something or do you like to be outside of your comfort level or are you a nervous person like I consider myself brave in the way that I will pretty much kind of go anywhere and try to experience something from like a real point of view. However, I definitely, there are things I'm just, no, I don't enjoy. And I wouldn't include in my trip. Like, for example, I wouldn't like go skydiving over Moab (laughs) or something, but I would go to Moab and hike around. So I also really like to have an outline, like know where I'm going and have like key things to do or key uh, restaurants I want to try out or areas I want to walk around. But I also like to have like this as freedom from your itinerary. I like to kind of also allow allow myself to have time to get lost or um, sit at a bar and talk to a local and have them point out their like favorite restaurant around the street to really like feel where I am. So it sounds like it, it, that really fits in with what you do as a travel advisor. Like, yeah, if you if you were somebody that's like, I hate itineraries, um, <laughs> I, I would question whether you're in the right business. But it, it's it just sounds like it fits on that, though. You really should also it is important to be honest, like with yourself about what you want to get out of things. I feel like we also live in this Instagram generation where people do a lot of not only are exposed to new destinations or things to do in destinations through social media, but at the same time, not only use that as the only thing to do in a destination. Like there are opportunities to experience something your own way. If you're not comfortable um, taking a seaplane between Victoria and Vancouver, take the ferry. Like, but if you're down for a unique adventure and want to kind of do a seaplane that you can also do it that way too so I think it's also just being honest I'm glad that you brought that up because I've had a few trips recently where people I was traveling with 
wanted to go to a certain place because they wanted to get a picture there. You know, I, I don't think that's unique to our generation. Like, I don't think that's unique to young people now. Like, people always did that. Yeah. Like, they just used to show it in a projector slideshow when they got home. But mm-hmm. now, gratification is so instant mm-hmm. that it's like, I have to go get this picture in this place. And it's almost like they're going only because they want that picture, not because it's going to be enjoyable. Or taking pictures the whole time they're in that place. Yeah. Like, really be present. Like, that's a huge thing I always encourage with all my travelers is, one, is travel slower. Um, Like, two weeks sounds like a long time, but it's not a long time to do, like, two nights everywhere, every stop. So, like, travel slower, be present, like, allow yourself just to be where you are. Because you went there for a reason, whatever it is, you know. You talked a lot about traveling to places yourself and creating relationships. And it sounds like that's the modern travel advisor. This is where you really create your value Mm -hmm. is those relationships that you have with people on the ground. You've been there. You know people. You can help connect people to other people. But like. That sounds like a lot of work. And I think our my listeners might be interested to hear, like, how do you develop those relationships, not just with people on the ground, but with like hotel companies so that people that travel with you get perks? Like, how does that all work? This is like the inner mechanisms yeah. <laughs> that people don't really understand, I don't think. So I Wandering Eye is my travel custom travel company. I am an independent contractor under a host agency called In The Know Experiences out of New York. Um, We're a smaller boutique agency focusing on predominantly leisure luxury clients. Through my affiliation with In The Know Experiences, I have 30 other seasoned travel advisors who we are always sharing insider information. So... Like, I was at this property over the weekend. Here's my feeling on it. Here's who, here's the direct contact. Um, so it's kind of a pool of resources of other experts always traveling. So that's one. And then through our leveraged bookings, we are able to have access to consortiums that provide added value, exclusive rates, and additional amenities for our clients. So... Um, like Four Seasons Preferred Club, Bellini, a Belmont Bellini, um, Virtuoso, if you're familiar with Virtuoso at all. No, I'm not. If you are. Yeah, so Virtuoso is um, kind of the leading, leading consortium. They rate, prop, they, uh, rate properties every year based on in-person um, tours. So they check out a property one to two times a year, and you have to qualify every year. Um, And it kind of singles out top properties and destinations that are um, really five star. And um, then through that, being a member of this organization, which my agency is, we're able to provide clients with things like um, automatic upgrade upon check-in, usually like a food and beverage credit, a spa credit, uh, sometimes complimentary transfers from the airport or from the port. Um, early check-in, late checkout, uh, things like that, that just kind of really, I mean, VIP'd. So at some properties, like the GM will come out and meet you when you arrive. 
um, it's like personalized touches. And so, this isn't stuff that your average traveler could get access to. Like I no. couldn't go and access Virtuoso on my own. No, you have to book through Virtuoso agent. Same with Four Seasons Preferred. Like Four Seasons is a hotel brand that does not have a loyalty program. So you could stay at every Four Seasons in every city you go to, but you're not going to be earning points or you're not able to directly book as with preferred benefits unless you book through an agent. So I'm a preferred Four Seasons Preferred agent. So all of my clients who stay at the Four Seasons will get an automatic upgrade at check-in, $100 food and beverage credit, early check-in, late check-out, um, things like daily breakfast for two. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a huge incentive. And it's that's kind of where the misconception comes about uh, things being more expensive through a, an advisor or a traditionally travel agent. Um, that's another change. Also, agents traditionally didn't charge fees. As a travel advisor, I charge a fee for my services, which go above, above and beyond just booking travel, which you get a commission on. Um, so clients who use me for their bookings are never paying more than a posted rate, but getting, I mean, so much value, uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like all of these benefits are going to add up to many times that whatever they're paying you. Oh, completely. I mean, whoever's had breakfast at a hotel knows you don't get in and out without it being at least $20, $30. So say that's two people every day, that's $60 a day. and You stay for four days, like add it up. You know, it really can be a huge value, um, especially properties that maybe only have four room categories. If you book the entry level, you're going to be upgraded. So that really works in your benefit. So you, you also mentioned that you go to a lot of the properties yourself. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think this is a view that a lot of people also have had in the past of travel agents is that you spend all of your time traveling and getting to go to really nice places because <laughs> they want you to send your clients there. Uh, so yeah. is, is th does that still hold true? I mean, at what percentage of your time are you out uh, enjoying the world? Well, for example, today I had breakfast with the sales manager at the Langham in Chicago. Um, I was able to check out rooms, and then I spent the rest of the day working from the Langham Club. I have to tell so, you, that's that's my favorite hotel in Chicago. I love that I hotel. Absolutely love it. So yeah, I mean, today I really got a sense of you know the value of the club, like how it's really helpful if you're there for business or for leisure. You can. I mean, I took calls there all day. I was able to have lunch, <laughs> but then I also like checked out the room categories, was able to see different features that are unique. Like wh what side of the building has the best view? Is it better to be on a higher low floor? Um, things like that. So I really try to, especially in Chicago where I have, there's such a phenomenal portfolio of properties that are all so unique. It, I mean, for me, it really is important to understand all of that. And then, yeah, I mean, I just got back from a two week trip to Vietnam where, um, for me it was so valuable cause I pretty much created the itinerary and then I got to do a run through. So I got to, you know, see how logistics work different places. Um, going to different cities, I'd check out two to three hotels in each city to kind of get a sense of like even different budget points, different. I mean, I, this trip I traveled with my parents, my husband and my brother and his girlfriend. So same, like a lot of different, uh, 
preferences or uh, budget needs or styles. So it really was interesting for me to like find properties that worked for everyone, look through through different perspectives, um, especially with multi-generation in a lot of countries that aren't like ADA compliant, like we have here in the US, there's things where there's no elevators, it's only stairs or um, things that you wouldn't necessarily think of that is really helpful to like be in the place and totally understand. I'm glad you brought that up because when you were talking about your focus, it seems like it's very high end, but that doesn't mean that you don't look for these like other price point types of services for your potential clients. So that was another question I had is, you know, are, are travel advisors just going to be limited to people who are looking at really high end travel, or is this something that everybody can do? So, I mean, every travel advisor is different. Everyone has different specialties or focuses. My focus is custom, authentic, and unique travel. So as long as my travelers are honest about their budget, I will build a trip for anyone because I do believe it is important to travel. I mean, the, the majority of my clients do tend to be luxury travelers or uh, I kind of break up my trips into getaways and journeys and journeys tend to be like more than a week and a half where there just are a lot of logistical things to figure out where, look, time is money for everyone. Time is money for the travel agent as it's my services and expertise and a ton of research personal travel to go out there and like really get the scoop on a destination, but also for a traveler who anyone who's put together a trip, um, it's a ton of work, you know? So for you as well, like everyone's busy, they have kids, they have jobs, they, it's takes time to really put together a comprehensive trip and have that has multiple components. So it is important to like, I think, for travelers, that's the service that they're paying for. And it can be a weekend in New York or three weeks in Asia. It's just kind of where you see the value of that service overall. Sure. And for some people, you know, they're not necessarily comfortable doing all of those things themselves. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not just a money thing. It's, or, or a time thing. It's that I just, some people don't know where to start. Exactly. And and for you who have booked many, many, many of these trips, you know, you're able to tell them with confidence, here's here's the thing that you want to do and here's why. And I feel like there's an incredible amount of value, especially for people who are on the less certain end of what they want in a trip. Exactly. And on the flip side, though, I also have clients who love that process who like me love the creative process of really putting together a trip, researching the restaurants, things like that, but they still see value in my services of booking the properties, the hotels for them because of all the additional benefits and my relationships um, that really help make their trip a little more special just through the booking end. And I also do that for clients and I tend um, to like either not charge a fee or uh, track my fee differently based on like the level of services. So there's a lot of different ways to use an advisor. 
Um, which is why like the initial call of truly getting to know the person and like what their style is and how they want to travel and what level of services they want. And that's how then I create the trip for them. So let's say that some of my listeners decide, Hey, I want to use a, a travel advisor like you, mm-hmm. or they want to use you for a trip. Yeah. Like how do you recommend they find somebody that fits with them? Like, how do people find you and how do people find other travel advisors that fits their preferences in uh, a, a service relationship? I think a lot of it's word of mouth. The majority of my clients definitely come through word of mouth. I mean, travel is a fun topic to talk about. A lot of people tend to kind of, hey, I was just in Alta. It was things like that. Like I was just in Spain. Here's my, like, it was such a cool trip. So I feel like people tend to talk about travel and then that's kind of a way it comes around. Um, so first is definitely word of mouth. Um, second is social media. A lot of people find me on Instagram at wandering Ico. Um, so they kind of see that I've been somewhere they've been interested in going uh, and reach out and say, Hey, I've been like thinking about going to Cabo. I saw you checked out six properties there. Like, what was your favorite? I'm going with three little kids, things like that. Like what, what hotel is a swimmable beach? Things like that. Um, then I think also, I mean, you can just search virtual, you can search virtuoso, for example, by, um, specialization. Cause I would imagine you have people that special specialize in like wine trips or yeah, or like you know, africa like south africa yeah. some agents really will like specialize in safari some agents specialize like in disney like disney is insane like i've actually never done a disney trip but i'd almost <laughs> say go to a disney agent because they wake up at like 2 a.m and like get your fast passes for you and stuff like that like there definitely are places where depending on the trip it really is important to have a specialized agent like Nepal, or if you want to do Mount Everest or like Patagonia, there are, I mean, those are all places I work with local uh, contacts to build out. But for some people, I mean, it really is important to like, if you're looking for a highly specialized, more exotic or adventure focused trip, you can definitely find agents that specialize in that or group. Um, Like I do small group and destination wedding, but some people who want to travel with like a group of 20 to Israel and do like a Christian or Jewish focused tour of the country. Like there's definitely agents who specialize only in things like that. So there's always an advisor for what you're looking for, but maybe come to Wandering Eye first. <laughs> and and <laughs> what, what does somebody look for? Like, let's say somebody makes a huge mistake and finds another travel advisor besides you. Yeah. And they are, you know, deciding whether they want to use this person to book their trip. Like, what are the things you would look for in a travel advisor that says this person is going to be a good advisor for your travels? I think um, personality, like someone who you get along well with, because you when you're planning a trip, it can take a few back and forth, either calls or emails and Um, it's good to kind of work with someone who gets you and your style and you understand their style of planning as well. Um, I would say if you're looking for specific like amenities or you, I mean, not all agents are, um, members of consortiums or preferred partners. So if you were, if those things are important for you, it's important to find, um, advisors who have those partnerships. Um, 
And I think also someone who is responsive, who, I mean, travel advisors tend to be your advocate, both with negotiating, getting the best rates, getting amenities. And, but then they're also a resource for when issues arise, for when your flight's canceled, for when you show up and your room is not really what you expected and you're not really feeling the vibe. Like we really are that first call. So I think it is important for someone who um, like, look, like ask them, what is your accessibility? Like, can I call, are you on call for these things? Like, for example, I have a flight team. So all I will say, my flight team books all the tickets, gets the best rates they can get, but then also is a 24 hour resource. So anywhere you are, if anything goes wrong with your flights, like you have a direct line to a flight team that will then like go into like the airline system and like make changes or figure things out for you while everyone else is like on hold for like five hours with American Airlines. Yeah. You want, you want somebody who picks up the phone, right? Yeah. You want someone who's like an advocate, a resource and the right style and vibe. Like what we said, like travel really is different and personal for everyone. And I guess my clients tend to gravitate towards me because I have a certain style of kind of either how I like look for properties or destinations for like, I really try to travel is an investment. So travel advisors really are there to advise you. So I try to help clients understand like, you know, it might be better to travel in shoulder season or you really want to go to Amalfi and Capri in September, but like, have you looked into Isla, which is this amazing Island just off the coast of Capri where prices can be a third but you can still take boat trips everywhere you want to go and really have also more of a uh, local authentic experience and more of like a touristy day trip type experience. Um, So those are all like, I really tried to help my client understand where they're going, kind of talk them through like what it really looks like, but also advise them on their investment and the best way to get value for their money. If you can like even shift your dates a few days to not um, like, be in certain, like being in Kyoto over weekends can be almost twice as much as going on like a Tuesday to Thursday. So just really working travel plans to make sure that I'm getting the most value for my clients and that they're going to have the best experience when they're there. 